Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. It is official. We've made it to 100 episodes. This is such an exciting milestone for me, and I couldn't have done it without each and every one of you. Whether it's your very first time tuning into the show or you're a longtime listener, thank you for being a part of this community and for making this moment possible. I'm incredibly grateful to my amazing listeners, guests, friends, and family for your support and encouragement along the way. To celebrate our journey together, we're mixing things up this week for episode 100. So I am joined today by my friend Cynthia Velasco, the talented creator behind Cynthia Plans, and our guest all the way back on episode 13 of the show. Cynthia is an expert in all things social media strategy and content creation. And back in episode 13, we talk about getting organized, creating more purpose and intention in our lives, and setting goals we can really stick to. Flash forward to episode 100, about two years later, and we're flipping the script. This week, Cynthia sits in the host chair and interviews me all about my journey throughout podcasting and what the last two years have looked like. It was such a fun conversation, and I think it will give you a little peek behind the curtain at what podcasting has been all about for me and really my mission for the show moving forward. I am so excited to share this one. This was so much fun, and I'm so grateful to Cynthia for hosting this week. Our sponsor for today's episode has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because my doctor recommended I start incorporating greens into my morning routine, and I wanted to cut back on some of the many vitamins I take with breakfast. I work in community engagement and PR, so I'm on the go quite a bit, and time is a luxury. With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. I take AG1 every morning before breakfast, and it's great for digestion and gut health, energy, and immune health. AG1 is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, and no nasty chemicals. AG1 has high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb, and it's a great way to take care of yourself with a busy lifestyle. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com wanderlust. Again, that is athleticgreens.com wanderlust to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, friends, now on to today's show. Hey, Cynthia. How's it going? Hey, Valerie. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm so happy to be on the show again with you. Oh, I am great. I'm so excited to chat with you. It has been – you're our first returning guest on the show. Oh, and my goodness. Kinda, yeah, and it's been almost two years now. Yeah, it's been a little bit uh, since I was on the show, but I am so excited that I'm coming back for such a huge milestone accomplishment of your 100th episode. That is so exciting as not only a former guest but someone who's friends with you. I'm just so excited to be here and be celebrating this with you. Well, I am truly honored to have you on. I loved chatting with you on the show. I know a lot of people got some really great takeaways when we last spoke, and I still use a lot of what we talked about. Really, 
even just putting the podcast together and to stay organized in all these different areas of my life. So I really can't wait to catch up with you. Can you tell our listeners just if they didn't tune into episode 13 <laughs> a couple years ago, uh, just a little bit about who you are, kind of reintroduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I am a content creator, mostly online in the social media space. Uh, I have an Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel, uh, Cynthia Plans. And on there, I kind of share my strategies to essentially create the life that you want and show up as your best self every single day. And for me, the ways that I do that is by staying organized, by staying accountable to my goals, um, and really trying to be the architect of my own uh, life on a daily basis. So I share a lot of tips for staying organized as a busy professional, as a working mom. Those are definitely two identities that I relate to very closely. Uh, but I also, being a marketing and social media professional, also share some tips for content creators or business owners or influencers, whatever the title that uh, applies to you, provide advice and tips for those individuals to really level up and scale excuse me, scale what they're doing on social media. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I'm also a virtual assistant. That's a new thing that has started for me since I was last on the show. And I work with a couple of small businesses to help them in their own marketing endeavors, um, but then also just kind of keeping their own business organized. And so I kind of feel like my virtual assistant business is the culmination of so many things that I enjoy doing um, and sharing with the world and being able to do that as you know a part-time thing to bring in some extra income has been really gratifying. And I've been doing that for almost a year now, actually, which is a little surprising saying out loud. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to since episode 13. And that's kind of me in a nutshell. So I, I hope uh, if you're unfamiliar with me, you'll reach out to me online, Instagram. It's probably the best place to find me. I'm, I'm on there quite a bit. And reach out, send me a DM and let's connect. Definitely. And I, again, I think that there's really no one better to be doing all of that. You have such a skill set when it comes to that organization. And I find your videos to be so therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we live in such a chaotic world. And I found even for me this year, we're two years into a pandemic. We think that we would be used to it by now. I found that getting more and more organized, and I have to stop saying that I'm becoming hyper-organized, <laughs> but really getting you know my lists, my tools, my paper planner, all of that together, I feel like it brings me such a sense of calm. Yes. I very much relate to that. I, I describe the act of planning or taking time, the intentional act of setting aside time to kind of decide what are your priorities for the week or where are you going to spend your time during the week as a really almost like a sense of grounding for me. Like it's a place to go to and get grounded because no matter what chaotic stuff has happened in the prior week or all the things that I know I have coming up in the upcoming week, that is my time to really, like I said, get intentional about like what I will be spending time on, how I can carve out time for the things that aren't obligations that I want to do um, and really just, like I said, kind of be the architect of how I manage my time and use my time on a daily basis. And it's funny because obviously I spend a lot of time in the digital space as a marketer. And like I said, mostly my focus has been in social media and digital marketing as a professional for the last couple of years. But that act of sitting down with a paper planner or a list or a pen, those things that are very analog in so many ways just really help me, like I said, get grounded and, and be intentional. Oh my gosh, yes. And before we hit record, so it's a Sunday that we're recording for the listeners tuning in. And I was sitting down with my paper planner and mapping out this coming week. And when I don't 
take that time for myself, whether it's usually it is pen to paper. I do use some digital tools, but if I don't take that time for myself, I actually last year missed a meeting, just flat out did not show up to a meeting, which for me, I know that's a point of pride of really being I think accountable to my schedule and knowing what's going on and being that reliable person. Mm -hmm. And when I'm not keeping up with that, it it can be really challenging to, yeah, you kind of let your life get away from you. So I love that phrase that becoming that architect of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. can still relate to that. So I'm really excited to kind of flip the script in this episode. If you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, obviously, you know, Valerie is the host, but for the 100th episode, she was looking to be the guest, so to speak, on her own show. And I volunteered because A, I am not only a personal friend of hers, but just a big fan of what she's doing online and what she's doing with the show. So I reached out to her and offered to be the host. So I'm going to be the substitute host for today's episode, (laughs) so to speak, and really just want to kind of dive into what this experience has been like for you to be producing, creating, hosting 100 episodes of a podcast. There are so many podcasts that are started on a daily basis, and so many of them never get to a milestone like this. So I really want to dig into what you've learned about yourself as a person, some of the interesting things you've learned from other guests on the show, um, and kind of just overall, Like you had this idea, you had this vision a hundred episodes later. How do you feel about it? And what do you kind of see for yourself for the future? So are you ready, Valerie? I'm ready. I'm a little (laughs) nervous being on this side of it. I'm always more nervous to be interviewed than to do the interview, but I'm really excited. And I am so thankful to you for coming on and for being my host today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Uh, So I really want this to be conversational, but of course I did kind of create an outline for us here to direct the conversation a little bit. But obviously the first place I want to start, the natural place to start is, you know, talk us through what was that vision brainstorming ideation process like of wellness and wanderlust? Like how did you get to the point where you were like, I think I want to do a podcast. I think this is what I want to call it. Like what is the origin story behind the show and kind of take us behind the scenes of what that was like for you? Yeah. So this is actually, when I really think about it, it's almost a 12 year journey. I, when I was in college, I started a blog. It was called, So It Must Be True. It really had no rhyme or reason for the title. I just honestly wrote about whatever I thought was interesting at the time. It would be sometimes about an Audrey Hepburn movie. Sometimes it would be about Jersey Shore. (laughs) And probably the most niche that I got was I had a monthly feature where I gave college advice. And that was something I really enjoyed doing. I felt like I really adjusted well to college. I loved being on campus and getting involved there. I felt like that was where I really started to shine compared to high school. That was not my glory day at all. Yeah. And so I loved using my writing to help people. And that was something that started to evolve over time. I kept the blog up over the years that passed. Uh, You know, I graduated from college, got into the professional world, started grad school. And as a little bit of background for those who haven't been following as long, or I haven't been talking about it quite as much on the show, but I do experience some autoimmune issues. I have Hashimoto's. I've had other things that have popped up in the years that have passed that I didn't even know about. And I found myself kind of searching for more. Mm. And so I started to listen to a lot of wellness podcasts out there. I started to read a little bit more. And so the natural progression of the blog went toward wellness. I found one thing that some of the content out there lacked was 
really that perspective of the person that was working full time, maybe going to school, having, you know, maybe they have kids, maybe they have other obligations. But I felt like a lot of the content, while it was really amazing, a lot of it really focused more on those who could dedicate hours and hours of their day. They were up and by 6 a.m. they had worked out, done a meditation, (laughs) made an acai bowl. They did all the things. And for me, I thought, there's no way I'm getting home from school at 1030 at night and then I have to go to work the next day. So what are some small things I could do? Right. So the blog took that path for a little while, but I really was connecting with the podcast even when I didn't find maybe maybe the the advice wasn't realistic for me in that particular time of life, but I was really enjoying learning about all these new modalities. I let myself be a little bit of a guinea pig almost with a lot of things where I'll try something if it's, you know, within my values and it's not too scary, you're not going to put me in danger. Yeah, let's try it. Let's see how it goes. And I thought, what better way to get to collaborate with amazing people and get to share my journey than, I think, through this spoken voice. Right. So I wanted to do a podcast for a long time. Finally, 2020, the most, I think, isolating time in most people's lives. I thought, if I don't do this now, when my schedule, you know, I'm not having to drive places anymore. I don't have the same schedule I had. Yeah, this is the time I have to start. And so I started September of 2020. And haven't looked back. Wow. That is amazing. And like I kind of alluded to earlier, I can imagine that there were a lot of people in a similar position as you like thinking I've had this desire or this want to show up in a different way or contribute to the world or connect with the world in a way that I feel like is not being fully represented that did those sorts of things in 2020. And for some of those people, depending on the circumstances of their life, they maybe have or have not really continued on that further. But I just want to take a second and give you the kudos that you have almost two years later continued on in that journey. You know what I mean? And continue to show up and provide value to the world. And like you said, like provide your perspective, but also have all of the amazing guests and experts that you have come on, provide that level of encouragement, education, and value to the audience that listens to the show as well. So this is amazing. I'm I'm very similar in that sense. And I think it's sometimes almost like a millennial trait of like, all of us wanting to show up online in a way to connect with other human beings on a deeper level and provide that representation that was so hard for us to find sometimes at different points in our life, either when we were younger or as we went into adulthood. And there was very much like a, like you said, like usually only one sort of perspective or like one sort of way of doing things that was being really shown and platformed online and being able to create that accessibility and representation, I think is such a great thing. And I I'm so excited to continue this conversation because this is just amazing. Um, Thank you. So kind of diving into like you were talking about like seeing things that maybe weren't in line with what was realistic for what your life was like at the time. You know, how do you kind of incorporate that intentionality of like what even brought you to create the show when you're thinking about ideas for episodes or brainstorming who you want to invite on the episode as a guest or who you think is going to contribute and unheard or not maybe as popular or widely circulated opinion or perspective on things? Like what is the ideation and brainstorming process for developing your episodes like? That's a great question. And it looks different depending on the different episodes. One thing that I have done over the years is periodically I will go on social media and just ask, what what do you want to learn more Mm -hmm. about? Or if I'm seeing a few different things, I might even poll people about it and find, wow, this thing that's interesting to me is really not that interesting to anybody else. (laughs) But, um, But then there's some other topic that people are just dying to know more about. And 
I think one of my goals too is like kind of demystifying some of this stuff mm-hmm. because a lot of the wellness space, it really is based in, you know, you see a lot in LA and in California in general and in New York City. And I think that's all fantastic and both amazing places to go. But when we don't live in some of those cities where you could just stumble into a sound bath meditation. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, I wanted I wanted it to be accessible to someone who lives maybe in a rural area that mm-hmm. doesn't have necessarily the access to some of the modalities that it's not on every street corner the way it right. might be in another place or it's just not a part of our culture where we you know we're in Orlando and I think that we've started to embrace some of that here and there's a little bit more of that than there was you know however many years ago right. but really just trying to bring it to light and to kind of understand that maybe I can't do all of the many woo-woo quote-unquote things, (laughs) which I love the woo-woo, I'm not going to lie, but maybe we can't fit all of it, but kind of sampling it almost and kind of sharing Mm -hmm. that, like, because something that's not going to resonate with me might really resonate with the listener. And so kind of sampling it all, trying it all out. And another thing, honestly, when I was first thinking of starting a podcast, I thought, well, I I really thought, how am I going to come up with content every single week? That sounds really daunting. And it is, and it's certainly, you know, not something I take lightly, but I sat down and thought, who are the people I'd want to talk to? And I just Mm -hmm. kind of categorized and made a list and thought, wow, if, if everybody on this list said yes, I don't know if the show would ever stop. <laughs> because, you know, you, I think building your network and knowing that we, we knew each other online and through our professional association. And I mm-hmm. saw some of the amazing things you were doing. Some of our other mutual friends have been on the show as well. Yeah. And seeing some of the amazing things they're doing, also looking at sometimes I have had now that the show has grown a little bit, I might get like a publisher or one of those podcast booking agencies may reach out to me and say, okay. hey, we're looking to have our person on X kind of show. And so starting to look at the media kits there and starting to see who aligns with the show's mission. And many times the, the people do. I've had a couple of times where I've had someone on the show I didn't know as well. And maybe it wasn't as good of an experience, but for the most part, I feel like I've tried to build those relationships and even with some of those agencies and with, you know, we work in PR um, with some of the PR folks that have reached out. I really try to share if maybe if their client isn't the right fit for me, hey, this is why that might not be the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. But if you have anyone else who focuses on X, Y, and Z. And so I really feel like building those relationships, they've gotten more of a kind of a knowledge of what would work for the show and what would be a good fit. So I I keep myself open to that. And then if I just, sometimes I see a reel from someone and I think, oh my gosh, this person is amazing. We need to have them on the show. This is a topic that I never even thought about. And then I think also just broadening my idea of what wellness looks like, because I thought everything was going to be food and nutrition and a little woo woo. And pretty much for me, if it's a topic that resonates with me and resonates with the listeners, it probably has something to do with well, like there, there's probably a tie in somewhere. And really just kind of broadening what that definition means for me. And if it's going to help us live happier and healthier lives, then I think all the more reason to to bring that topic to light or bring that guest on. Yeah, it sounds like you have very, like a very clear understanding, not only of your, the mission of the show, but also the thematic elements of the show. So it must help in a lot of ways to really 
direct and kind of decide what direction you're going to take this season of the podcast or what kind of, like you said, experts or guests you decide are a right fit for the show. So I love that. It, that as a listener, as someone who's a fan of the show and as someone who is kind of getting this behind the scenes experience talking to you, what I take away from all of what you just said is, like I said, a very clear understanding of what your show's mission is, but also like who is a good fit and what is the goal of the show. And I love that. You kind of touched on it a little bit, um, but I do want to dive in a little bit deeper. You know, you're obviously a really busy working professional, and this is something that you're doing as, you know, a fulfilling, you know, hobby or personal endeavor, but also something that you're doing to kind of contribute toward the greater good of the world, right? Because that is part of the mission of what you're doing here. So how do you create that intentional time to work on the show with such a packed schedule? What does that look like for you and practice? And I know we talked a little bit earlier about time management and organization, but kind of take us through like what it is like to be the solo host of such a (laughs) program and such an endeavor, how you make time for that intentionally. That's a really great question. And it is challenging sometimes because if it were my full time, I think I might have a staff, a really great virtual assistant, maybe a producer, someone to kind of help me through because there are so many logistics involved with creating a show. So I really have to get organized as we kind of talked about, really get intentional So for every episode, I'm using Asana currently. I'm kind Mm -hmm. of toying around with different project management tools, but we use it in my day job. And so I figured it would be an easy transition to try using it. Yeah. And I create little subtasks for myself just to keep myself on track with, have I sent an email out to the to the guest with the questions and platform logistics? Because as you know, maybe a lot of the, the listeners don't know, but we use a platform that has some interesting specifications for what mm-hmm. browsers you need to use and some of that. And have I sent that information out? Have I created the Canva graphic? Because I do love Canva. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. You know, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like the number one tool when anybody has asked me, you know, aside from the actual audio editing, that's like the number one thing I use. But yeah, like, so that keeps me organized in terms of some of those little tasks, because sometimes it can be really hard to keep track, especially at times if you have multiple interviews taking place in the same week, because I do have to think about that. Sometimes I might have a couple of weeks where I know work is going to be a little bit busier than than normal and I'm not going to want to be doing interviews after work and so I might have two or three maybe on a week that's a little bit less busy so I really try to be intentional too about blocking that time for my interviews so that I can do them when I know I can be present for the guest and for the listeners because I like it to feel like a conversation between you, me, and the listeners. And just really, again, being intentional about when I schedule things and then sometimes understanding that, hey, it's going to be a hectic time. I've had to give myself a little bit of grace lately because I did have probably COVID earlier this year. And it was a lot harder for me to get my my episodes out. Absolutely. Yeah, just understanding that it's okay, that it will still get out. And if I am not showing up for myself, it's it's not going to be a good conversation. It's not going to resonate. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think just for the mission of the show, like taking care of yourself and, you know, putting wellness at the forefront of what our priorities are on a regular basis. If you're not modeling that behavior as the host, then that's not 
in line with the mission of what you're trying to accomplish here. So it's important to respect and honor those points when you need to rest. You know what I mean? Either because there is some physical reason why or just mentally or emotionally, you just don't have more to pour into the world. You know what I mean? And then like you said, you can't fully show up as your best self and provide the best value and content that you can provide to your audience. So I think that's really important to share that message with listeners who are fans of the show to understand who you are as a person and and why those things matter to you. But at the same time, like put that message out there for anybody who's listening that like grace for ourselves is so important, especially if you're doing things like creating content or putting extra things out in the world. If you already have a job or other obligations, this is just extra on top of what you're doing. And you know, those things are so appreciated by the world. As a listener, I appreciate how you show up and contribute to the greater good of the world. You know what I mean? By having these, you know, conversations and providing this level of accessibility. But at the same time, I never wanted to be at your expense. And I love that you're self-aware enough to realize when those moments happen that you need to maybe step back. Thank you. It's, it's definitely hard. And I think it's funny, no matter what modality we're getting into each week, I think almost every single guest, if not every guest struggles with this sometimes Mm -hmm. in the the whole phrase of putting the the mask on yourself before doing it for somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to actually do that for ourselves. And I think we think that people are not going to respect us if we don't take the time to put the rest of the world first and to do all the things that we're quote unquote expected to do. But people are okay. Yeah. They're going to be fine if the episode comes out a day later or it doesn't come out right at 6 a.m. on Thursday morning. (laughs) It's okay. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We want, you know, obviously, like you said, as someone who's showing up in the world, you want to fulfill those commitments. But at the same time, like I said, I think any of the listeners who are in line and supportive of the mission of the show would never want that to be at your expense. So I love hearing that you do when, you know, you feel called to respect those boundaries and honor them as much as possible. So another question, and I'm kind of curious, we've been talking about modalities and talking kind of more broadly about some of the guests and people that you've had on the show, but what is the most surprising thing? I don't know if there is just one thing that you can point out, but do you have any memory that sticks out about sitting with a guest or being in an episode and being surprised by something you you've learned or heard? That's a great question. I think in general, when it comes to some of the modalities, there are a lot of them that I hadn't heard of before or that I knew very little about. And so that has been, you know, in general, just learning about some of those. We had one not too long ago on emotional freedom technique. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I had learned a tiny bit about maybe two years ago and listening to that and actually going through an EFT session after recording was really eye-opening for me, just kind of going through even for, I think maybe it was a 10-minute session, how much that helped me to release some of the, not necessarily trauma, like big T trauma, but just some of the stress in my body from that particular day and time period. And then also, I think on a broader scale too, I think this surprises all of us, but every single guest that I've had on this show, they're all amazing experts in whatever it is that they do. And I think we have this like image of perfection because of social media and because of everything else that we're expecting that they have it together all the time. And mm-hmm. to kind of go through and listen to their stories, every single one of us, we're just at different points in our journeys, but right. that every single one of them had the same self-doubt, the same struggles, maybe manifested itself differently, but there's kind of 
a lot of the same that, that we all have struggled with at different times and to recognize that the person that I'm listening to that I think has it all completely together doesn't always feel that way and hasn't always felt that way and that there was a light at the end of the tunnel for them. And yeah. I think I think it's an important message for all of us on our journey because, you know, social media and then we've been through this collective trauma over two years in the entire world. But we still, when we look at one another and I see someone's social media, I think, wow, this person has perfectly curated life. And here I am with, well, quite literally, I have a shelf in the other room that's sitting on a chair that I've been meaning to put up for about a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dragging my feet on. And so sometimes quite literally feeling like a mess. And then sometimes even when we're at our most organized, still sometimes feeling that sense of overwhelm because there's just so much happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think then talking to guests who have also experienced it and just learning from them a little bit about what they did to to try and get out. And I think there are so many common themes, even when we have very different types of people on the show. And I just, I love getting to learn from them. And I think I'm also surprised just in general, again, with the direction of, of the show, what that's taken, because mm -hmm. there was so much that I thought, okay, it's going to be very much about the physical wellness and maybe a little bit of the spiritual, but really focusing on food, nutrition, exercise, fitness, you know, all of that. And we certainly get into that. And those have been very fulfilling topics. I've really enjoyed, enjoyed and learned from them. But also recognizing that wellness is really, I think, kind of just redefining it, that it's more about creating the life for yourself that you want to live and kind of in the same theme of what you do, like becoming the architect of your life. Right, right. Absolutely. Wow. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is kind of a, an extension of some of what you've already shared, but what do you feel like has been the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself? And maybe it's related to a skill that you've learned in doing this that you didn't think you were going to be capable of learning or something about yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever that is. I'm curious if you've had any of those aha moments or you can think of one in particular that stands out in this whole experience. I think it's really built my confidence in a lot of ways. Something that surprised me was I love talking to people, even though I am an introvert and I do love my quiet alone yes, time. Yes, very also. relatable. <laughs> yes. But I love I love the meaningful conversations, but I wasn't sure how I was going to do on a podcast. I wasn't sure if I was going to go and I, I'm sure I do this periodically. I think we all do like go off on weird tangents and lose the audience, yeah. lose the guest and not really know where I was going with conversation. I have always been a lot more confident as a writer versus as a speaker. Yeah. And I was nervous that that was going to show through on the show, that I wouldn't be able to connect with the guests on a recording the way I might just in an everyday conversation if we were out for coffee or tea. And I think it's something that we all, I think listening skills in general, it's something that everybody can work on and really hone in order to show up better for the people in our lives. But it's it's helped me a lot with that. And I think also surprising because I'm someone who I take on a lot of exciting little interests and then it's easy to drop those interests and kind Absolutely. of go on to the next thing. A little bit of the ADHD brain here too. <laughs> and a kind of recognizing like, wow, I did a hundred episodes. This is something that I show up for. And maybe the episodes haven't been as consistent in the last you know, month or so because of whatever life circumstances, going to a conference, what have you. 
but still recognizing that, hey, about once a week, I am putting out a really great conversation that people Mm -hmm. can learn from this amazing expert in whatever the area is. And yeah, that consistency, that was something that I was surprised to to make it to that point, but excited. And once, once it kind of kept going, I knew it wasn't going to stop. Yeah, absolutely. So that kind of leads into the next thing that I kind of wanted to explore a little bit with you. And I feel like you've kind of touched on the surface of it a little bit, but there's so many different avenues in which you could be facilitating these conversations in this day and age. I mean, there's, you know, live Zoom things that you could be doing. There are Instagram lives. There are, you know, like you said, a blog. You could be having a Q&A on a blog, but you've chosen to get into podcasting. So what do you feel like sets podcasting apart from all the other ways that we have available to us in this day and age to communicate and connect with one another? I definitely feel like listening is an underrated one that you have already kind of touched on, but let's kind of dive into that a little bit deeper. I'm curious to hear your perspective. Yeah. So I was starting to do some collaborations on my blog shortly before, maybe about a year before I started podcasting. And I was finding that I really enjoyed working with other bloggers and getting their perspectives on the blog, but it's not very conversational. I might have them send me a paragraph on whatever tip it was that we were looking to collect. So we did hidden gems throughout Central Florida one Mm. month. Another time, I think it was just tips for getting through the pandemic from bloggers around the country. And it was really fun to do that. And I loved getting their ideas and hearing from different perspectives than my own. Mm -hmm. But it's really not a conversation. You're having them send that in. I could send them a follow-up question, but through email, it's just not the same. And I think you lose some of that magic. Right. And I felt when I would listen to podcasts, I think the other thing too, is you can listen to a podcast in a different setting than you might be reading a blog. Mm. And so if we're driving, if we're sometimes when I'm cleaning, when I'm getting ready in the morning, I might have a podcast on as I'm getting ready and I'm able to kind of tune in or those are different ways that we can be a part of that conversation. And so I also just felt that I I do like to, so I'm similar to you. I like to prepare ahead of time. And so I do send questions to the guests. And a lot of times, especially because sometimes we have listener questions and I want to make sure we get to those. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it it allows us to have some of the magic that, that comes from, you might share a story that resonates with me so deeply. And we could go into a completely different topic. The, yeah. the episode that's airing in a couple of weeks, we had a very specific topic in mind, but because of some of the commonalities that came up in the conversation, it took a very different turn. And I think it was even better than what we could have planned. Absolutely. So I think for for the conversation itself, it actually feels like therapy a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> But I also think that for the guests, getting to go on that journey and being a part of that, I think that that's a different way of connecting. And I do think, again, hearing somebody's voice, there's just, there's nothing quite like that. Mm -hmm. And I've had people that read my blog for many years who even said, hey, I actually had no idea what your voice sounded like. And And I think that you just connect with people in a different way. So that's something that I think sets it apart. And then the other thing too, is that, and and I guess it's the same way with blogging as well, not as much with social media because of the timing of posts. With social media, everything is very instant. And so if I see it when the algorithm allows me to see it, that's amazing. And it's such a great way to connect. But what I do love with podcasting is that sometimes I'll discover another podcaster through something that they did a couple of years ago, but the content was so evergreen that I'm able to relate to it at the time that I find it. That's a good point. 
I had a, a review come in a few weeks ago where he was referring to an episode that aired probably around episode 20. Wow. Yeah. And that was how he found the show. And it depends on who you're talking to or what the topic is, but the way that you can find an episode and find it at a time that you might need it. I think that that's something that's kind of unique with podcasts that mm. not necessarily always evergreen. And for anyone listening to the early episodes, the rapid fires really get into <laughs> like pandemic questions. <laughs> So it, it's definitely representative of a time, but I think you can find an episode and it's still meaningful to you two or three years later. Yeah, that's a really good point. There is, like you said, a staying power that by the nature of social media just doesn't allow that to be the case um, because it's all about what's trending at the moment or what the world decides is trending at the moment. But there's also mm -hmm. so much more of a depth. You know what I mean? You are able to go so much deeper because you can explore a conversation topic a little bit more deeply or like you said, hear a story and let's get into that a little bit further. So I, I love that perspective on it. And it's not something that I've really taken the time to think about, but as someone who enjoys podcasts and someone who enjoys that medium, especially like you said, because it allows me to consume and digest that content in a number of spaces that I wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Like I'm not able to read a blog while I'm cooking dinner, you know what I mean? But I can <laughs> listen to a podcast while I'm cooking dinner. And that's something that I do quite often. So the conversation almost becomes a part of like, what are the quote unquote, not so exciting pieces of your life, you know what I mean? And something a little bit more mundane, but that can maybe add a little bit of like, like you said, magic to that moment of your day that maybe is a little bit more mundane because it takes your mind into a space that, you know, you can be more thoughtful, more introspective, more objective, maybe depending on whatever the topic may be. It's challenging your thoughts or opinions or notions about something. Um, so I love that. That's that's really, I feel like we just, just touched on something very deep here. That's, I think, going to need to be a soundbite. <laughs> yes, yes. So I do wonder, you know, obviously I think, you should be so proud of yourself for reaching this milestone. But if you could go back to the beginning, you know, let's just do this fun hypothetical scenario here. Would you do anything differently? Or do you very much feel like whatever happy accidents have happened, you're so glad for how it's all kind of come together? I think that every step I've, I've learned something along the way. Mm -hmm. I think from a logistics standpoint, I wish I'd put out more episodes at the very beginning. I was having so many really great conversations very, very early, like very, very far in advance sometimes mm -hmm. of when the episode would air. And I think that it would have been really nice as I was launching to be able to share some of those a little bit sooner because some of them were very timely at that moment because we were very much focused on maintaining your mental and physical health during mm -hmm. a pandemic. So in that sense, I wish that I'd had maybe the confidence or even just the knowledge to have put that out a little bit sooner. I think starting sooner, of course, I, <laughs> I, it's definitely something that I didn't have the confidence on for a long time. And something I'm really proud of myself for finally doing was when I really sat down and thought, okay, let's say I want to start. And I think I gave myself the date of October 1st. And then I said, okay, what are the things that need to happen? Well, mm -hmm. I need to get a microphone. I need to figure out how I'm recording these episodes and I need to figure out where they're going to be uploaded to. Mm -hmm. And so it was very, very logistical things and kind of creating those steps for myself and kind of working backward really helped me to actually, I ended up 
launching a lot sooner than I planned. And that was all fantastic. But I think having that confidence to do that sooner, because for so long, I just would say to people, I'm going to start a podcast, or I really want to start a podcast, maybe someday, and not really putting a date on it, not really making it a true goal, but -hmm. just sort of a thought in my head. And I'm glad that I finally took those steps. But I think that it would have been even more fulfilling had I done it sooner. Uh, My mom always says, and I quote this on the podcast all the time, begun is half done. Mm. (laughs) So I think once I got that momentum, it certainly helped. And then, yeah, I I think that would be the biggest thing for me would be starting sooner and having more of that confidence in myself. I'm still, of course, learning a lot. And I, you know, sometimes maybe there was a situation where it didn't feel like the right. and, And I would say that with the majority of guests, and this is not to throw shade at anyone, but there were maybe a couple of times where I had the instinct that maybe it wouldn't have been the right conversation for the show. Mm -hmm. But I recorded and published anyway. And I think maybe advocating a little bit more for the audience in that sense. Now I'm a lot better at kind of discerning, okay, this is something that maybe is not going to be of interest to the listeners. This is going to be maybe more of a sales pitch or whatever it is, but kind of recognizing that a little bit more. Because at the time, I was just so happy that anyone would want to come on and Mm -hmm. talk to me. So I think that as well. Well, you should give yourself so much credit for starting, continuing to do all those sorts of things. I'm, as a friend, like I said, so proud of you for reaching this milestone and being able to celebrate it with you. But I do very much understand the notion or the idea or the, you know, wants and feeling of, I wish I had started that sooner. Like, I wish I had had more confidence in myself to do that sooner than when I did it. But I do want you to take a moment to give yourself some credit and pat yourself on the back for doing it, getting it started, you know, and and going beyond just getting it done, going beyond the first five episodes to now be at 100 episodes. That's, That's huge. And to kind of dive into that a little bit more deeply. What is the significance of a milestone like 100 episodes? What does that mean to you as not only a person, but as a creator, as someone who is putting content out into the world? I mean, it's a scary thing to put your voice and yourself out into the world and to, you know, not be afraid of any sort of judgment or anything that might come along with that. So what does it mean to you to have reached this milestone? I I think it's 100% been an exercise in vulnerability for me. And Mm. that's something it's so scary. We've all, you know, heard from Brene Brown about how that vulnerability is so important for creating and building those relationships. And that's something that I've always struggled with a little bit, not wanting to always share all of that. And right. I think when you're putting your voice out there, that's one level of that vulnerability, hearing your story and your voice. And then something I've really tried to do as we've gotten deeper into some of these topics is start to share. And of course, I want the episodes to be a platform for the listeners to really hear from the guest. And so I try to give as much of that as possible. But sometimes I will share little snippets of my own story and why I may have struggled with that particular area. And I want the listeners to know that they're not alone. Mm. Because when you're going through something difficult or traumatic, a lot of times we don't want to talk about it because we are living in very much the highlight reel era. Mm -hmm. And that's been something that's been really important for me to be able to to share a little bit of my story and to let listeners know they're not alone. And so hitting 100 episodes, it's almost that tangible representation of, wow, I've really been able to get these stories out of all of these amazing guests and all of these incredible things and challenges that they've gone through. And my hope is that through that many episodes, 
that at least one of them is going to resonate with each and every listener, that they're going to be able to feel less alone, that they're going to maybe see, wow, this is a modality that I haven't really thought about, but this would be something that might actually really help me through whatever situation I'm going through. So it it helps me feel that hopefully it's going to make more of a difference for more people. I'm also just personally proud of that as well, because it's allowed me, it's allowed me to create almost a hundred new connections too. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Cause the majority of the episodes are not solo. I, I originally thought I would be maybe every other week, one solo, one guest. And I very much, once I started interviewing one guest realized, wow, I really like hearing from the other person. And it's so much more natural for me than sitting and recording a solo. I occasionally enjoy doing them and I'll do it when it makes sense to me. But Mm -hmm. really that reconnecting with a lot of people through that. And also I would say strengthening relationships I had that already existed through, through those conversations and then building brand new relationships because I've met so many cool people that are doing really amazing things and we have some similar interests and goals in mind and being able to promote each other and really see those people go through their journeys as well. It all kind of ties together for me and in, in what I'm proud of, but the relationships have been one of the most meaningful, if not the most meaningful part for me. That's amazing. I certainly feel the same way. I feel like when I first met you, I didn't even realize you had a podcast. And then once we got to know each other a little bit better, seeing that you had the podcast, and then eventually when you asked me to come on, I feel like it helped us connect and bond on a deeper level as friends, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? As people that, yes, we know each other on a more surface level environment of this professional association, but having that conversation, that one-to-one conversation together helped us get to know each other better, helped us, you know, become closer, like I said, not only as professionals that knew each other maybe on a more acquaintance base level more mm-hmm. genuine friends to support each other and to see that there's more there's more depth to this person than just you know yeah. they're a professional they want to better themselves as a professional they're also a whole other person outside of that and this is you know part of what their value system is and the things that matter to them that they're so committed to and so interested in that they're spending additional time outside of what yeah. they already have on their plate to be committed to putting more content or more encouragement or more accessibility out into the world on this particular topic. So I definitely, as someone who's been a guest, and like I said, also as a friend, I can certainly attest to that feeling of feeling like I feel like I understand you more intimately and deeply as a person. So I am very grateful for your vulnerability and confidence to put yourself out there like that. Thank you. And I've really enjoyed, you know, it's funny because we had met through the association and then I was following your content and I thought, wow, this is really cool. And I really enjoyed following it. But then as we had our conversation on the show and got to know each other more, it's also, wow, we actually have a lot in common. Yes, that too. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and I think that's something I find with with a lot of the guests is that we could be a completely different niche or focusing on different modalities or we had different ways that we came to wellness. Mm -hmm. But we all have a lot more in common than we think we do. Mm -hmm. And I think that connects the world in a deeper way. Absolutely. So what is your vision? This is kind of a two-part question here as we kind of try to wrap up the conversation. What is your vision for the next 100 episodes of Wellness and Wanderlust? What do you hope to achieve with the show going forward? I, I hope to continue to deepen those conversations, really build our audience, build our community to a group that can really 
come to the show and expect to find like they know that they're going to feel seen and valued and heard, even if they're not the one that's maybe speaking in the episode, really create that sense of community, that sense of belongingness. That's something that I think we all crave in different areas of mm-hmm. our lives. And so hoping that the conversations continue to grow. I'd love to grow as a speaker. I'd love to start to have some repeat guests because that's something that we've we've actually, again, you are our first repeat guest. <laughs> and there's been so much change in your life in the last two years Absolutely. and mine as well. And so starting to deepen those relationships, deepen those conversations with some of those guests that really do resonate with our listeners and just continuing to explore what does wellness mean? What does it mean to you? Is it going to mean something different to me in a hundred episodes? Probably in some way, a little Mm -hmm. bit. And yeah, just continuing to grow in that sense. And I'd love to bring some video at some point, but that's another level (laughs) of confidence. And then hoping to repurpose a little bit more, bringing back a lot of what we've talked about on the show, just really ingraining some of these great lessons, because I think it can be so easy to move on to the next one and not really reflect and think back on what did we last talk about and what were some of the lessons learned. And so finding some ways we can do that kind of moving forward into the, the, I guess, the third year of the show. (laughs) That's incredible. Well, I just want to say thank you, Valerie, for showing up regularly and giving us the space, like you said, the sense of community and belonging. I completely agree. I think that's what most of us are craving. As connected as we are, there's not always a sense of belonging in the world anymore these days. And I definitely feel like your show strives to do that with the mission and the content that you put out on a regular basis. So thank you for being confident and being vulnerable and putting yourself out there for putting the show together and giving us a space to connect over these so crucial and important topics on a regular basis. And thank you for asking me to be on with you to kind of get into this conversation. And like I said, go a little bit more behind the scenes and dive in a little bit deeper behind what this experience is like for you as a host. And I'm so appreciative. And I know the listeners and audience are as well so just thanks again and i hope everybody enjoys this episode thank you so much this has been so fun to kind of yeah share that peek behind the curtain a little bit and i'm so grateful to you not only for your support as a listener and as a past guest and as our host today but as a friend throughout this journey i've really appreciated and learned so much from you and I appreciate you as our host as well for today. It's been it's been such a fun conversation and I think we've really gotten into some great stuff today and I again I, I am so appreciative for you. Well, it's been a pleasure. And if you are not already subscribed to the show, I hope you'll go ahead and subscribe. If you are a longtime listener, go ahead and leave Valerie a review and make sure to follow her on social media as well. Thank you. And for our listeners too, can you share where you are located these days and where they can connect with you? Yes. So if you are unfamiliar with me, you can go ahead and find me, like I said, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Cynthia Plans. I also have a website, but Instagram is the best place to reach me these days. And I hope you'll connect with me. If you have any questions about social media, I'm happy to answer them. And I love to look forward to connecting with each and every one of you. I had such a blast chatting with Cynthia and diving a little deeper into sharing my own journey through the creation of Wellness and Wanderlust. I've truly enjoyed the last two years of podcasting. It's been such a life-changing experience for me, and I'm so excited to see where the next 100 episodes will take us. Once again, I want to thank Cynthia for hosting the show this week. You are an amazing host and for being such a supportive friend throughout this journey. I'd also love to thank each and every guest who has shared their time and energy with us on the show, along with all of our listeners for making this milestone possible. 
I am so, so grateful to all of you. I've linked Cynthia's information in the show notes, so be sure to connect with her for some incredible content on planning, getting organized, content strategy, and much, much more. If you'd like to help me celebrate 100 episodes, I would love it if you would share a rating and review of the show wherever you get your podcasts. It helps listeners around the world discover the show, and it means the world to me. I'd also love it if you share the episode or another episode that resonates with you on your social media channels, and be sure to tag me. If you have a topic you'd like to see in the future or an idea for an upcoming episode, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram at wellness and wanderlust blog. You can always email me as well at Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E at wellnessandwanderlust.net. Thank you again for making this possible and for being a part of this podcasting adventure. I'll see you on the next one and here's to the next 100 episodes.